What is up, guys, and welcome back to Bachelor Pad Podcast, a podcast where two bachelors who had never really watched ABC's The Bachelor before this sit down to review episodes right after they air. My name's Tyler. I'm here with my best friend, Scott. Hey, what's up, man? Dude, how's it going? It's going well. How impressed are you at my manufactured energy from the conversation we had right before this? It's impressive because <laughs> I'm, I'm not there. <laughs> You're not there yet? I can't, I can't do that. We were literally like barely even talking <laughs> we just jumped right into this thing the so. music hits i i air drum and i'm there i'm he's ready. ready he's ready i i'm i'm more like an oven and you're more like a microwave oh yeah yeah uh, i you know i i blame my mother for for this energy mm. like uh we're both very introverted uh but i grew up uh around her She's very introverted, but knew how to immediately turn it on. Mm -hmm. And I don't know if I came by it honestly, like I inherited something from her about that in her personality, or if I just learned it from her. Learned it, yeah. Um, but I'm I'm able to do it. I'm able to come in hot. No matter it's it's kind of like uh, in the Bible when. <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> you ready for this? Yo, I'm oh I'm ready, man. When uh, the disciples. <laughs> upset because that dude's preaching in jesus's name and he says it doesn't matter it's it's still preaching i'm pretty sure that was paul not jesus but either way <laughs> i'm not a biblical scholar <laughs> the one out of the two of us that went to school for that yeah yeah uh no that yeah that's exactly what this is like so like, nonetheless lisa works <laughs> we're here we're, we're, the, we're doing it we're here uh, what did you think about our episode last week? Well, uh, you guys might have noticed we decided not to release an episode last week uh, out of solidarity for what a terrible episode of television that no, was. What act what we actually did was we did release an episode last week. It was just so immemorable, just like the episode of The Bachelor that we watched. That oh, you guys just forgot about it. You just totally forgot that it even existed. Yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, we we watched the episode last week and we were just chatting about uh, what on earth we were going to talk about. And we were both like, you know what? Like, let's just not even fake it. We'll just do a pass. Yeah. We'll just. We get one pass a season, I believe. I think that's in the contract. Yeah. We'll yeah. One pass. We'll have to ask Dan. Is he he is the HR for this as well? Yeah, he's HR over all of the BS podcast network. I I feel like there was some like contract dispute about that, but did that get settled? Yeah, we settled that one. Uh, he just wanted a, a the pay increase, an extra ten percent per podcast. Oh, got it. Okay, well I can live with that so long as we have an HR person to settle mining yours disputes. Yeah, because ten percent of nothing is still nothing. So happy to give him whatever increase he wants you know what they say 50 percent of a grape is better than 10 percent of a watermelon do they say that <laughs> no it's the opposite <laughs> it didn't sound right to me. <laughs> welcome back to this week a bachelor pad where we we review episodes of shark tank <laughs> oh sorry wrong abc show one of those ABC ABC shows, though. Oh, that's hard to say. ABC show. ABC shows. Yeah, I nailed it. Way to go! I messed up my first time. Uh, how you doing, man? What's going on? I am doing really well. I'm uh, honestly not doing a whole lot. I just, I'm just kind of working right now, <laughs> <laughs> doing my dating thing. 
Yeah. Yeah, same old, same old. Same. <laughs> Honestly. Any, anything new with you? No, 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 not really. Honestly, it's uh, it has been a little bit of uh, a same old doldrum right now, which I feel like is analogous to what we're experiencing with The Bachelor right now. Mm. Like, we're just kind of in the repetitive motion, the get through this next episode. <laughs> yeah. I, Excuse me. <laughs> I feel like this part of the season is when the show's the worst. Yeah, I agree. I mean, it, it's hard to disagree with that. Like, it, it's just not a lot dramatic is happening. Although, I feel like that was true with Peter's season. It wasn't with Tasha's. Like, I feel like we had a lot to talk about. I don't remember how engaging it was or how much we had to say. I feel like we also had more guests around the time. Like, I, I know we had Jeremy on quite a bit. Um and so you're really having a sneeze attack. <laughs> I don't know what's <laughs> happening in this room right now, but I'm allergic to everything. He's having a little sneeze attack, so it's, <laughs> it's all good. I got the sniffles, okay? But yeah, I don't know. I always get bored around this time, and it's mostly because I'm here for the ridiculousness of the show, not the... There's just so little that happens at this point. Well, I feel like... I, I don't know if you agree with this, but I feel like this is the part of the show where it's the least honest and realistic Mm. like even the ridiculousness a lot of it is real you know like it's on it feels more honest yeah it's 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 a little bit more real it's a little bit more honest and this is the part of part of the show where it feels the most staged and where we're most beat over the head with trying to be convinced that this is about real love about like a real relationship yeah And so it's just like, I don't know. I I don't buy any of it. It feels weird and awful. And yeah. This part of the show makes me not like the show. Like I'm kind (laughs) of like over the show right now. Yeah, I know. I I get what you mean. I I think I feel the same way. Uh, I I feel confident that I didn't feel that way uh, during Tasha's season, but maybe I'm wrong. I'll have to go back and listen. Um, But yeah, th- this just feels like we're dragging on. I think, honestly, part of it for me, too, is that I just am not a big believer in any of the women that we're left with. Mm-hmm. Like, I just don't have as vested an interest. Like, don't get me wrong. I really like Michelle. I feel like he could have, Matt could have a real connection with her and end up with a very happy life for her. But maybe I'm like spoiled by spoilers where I'm, I, I kind of have heard some rumors about what I think what's gonna is happen. what's going to happen. And that's just not, uh, I don't know. I don't buy it. Yeah. Uh, I, tr- I try to avoid the spoilers as much as I can, but. Uh, yeah, I get super just bored with this part of the season. I think the reason Tasha's season didn't feel this way, though, is because she had fewer episodes, and so they really crammed this back part more into less episodes, I think. Well, and two, as well, I mean, there was, uh, like, close to the end, she was just chucking dudes left and right mm-hmm. off. Yeah, I feel like it was, like, the final three episodes went from, like, 16 guys to one. Oh, yeah. In like three episodes. Whereas this has been like, we're on four girls for like two episodes. Yeah. And it's like, okay, like, let's let's move this along a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> Tonight should have been the finale. Right. That's how I felt too, is it's like, we're down to three girls, end it. Yeah. They're, they're just dragging it out. I mean, the women tell all, I think, has some engaging parts. There was so much that happened tonight, though, that was meaningless. We didn't need to know or hear or see. And they could have cut this episode in half 
Yeah. And then gave the second hour to finishing out the season. And yeah. I feel like an hour was probably plenty of time to do that. Oh, yeah, I think so. Yeah, I, I feel like all of the dramatic, funny bits, we didn't get to address at all tonight. Like, like which one? Well, like, I mean, we got to address the Anna thing, which I think was important, but totally. like, uh, it not funny. It was just important. Mm-hmm. But like, we hardly addressed any of Victoria's drama, and that was some of the funniest part That's of this true. season. Victoria didn't really get attacked a whole lot in tonight's episode of Women's Not Hall. that we wanted her to be attacked. We didn't want her to be attacked, but we did expect her to be attacked. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> we expected her to have to confess to her crimes. Right. And given an account. <laughs> a reckoning, <laughs> yeah. as it were. But that didn't really happen. Like she even jumped in on the accusations of other girls at times. I know. I that like when Anna was getting gr- Grilled. She grilled Anna. Yeah, she was like, yeah, I don't understand. It's like, you help spread the rumor. What are you yeah. talking about? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I I was surprised by that. I was expecting more about that. I'll say one thing that happened in this episode in the Women Tell All that I was very shocked by, hmm. and it was how many women jumped down Katie's throat. Yeah, I was a little surprised by that, uh, partly because of the way that the editing went. Like, there was never really any negative editing towards her. Sure. The only, like, real negative against her were Victoria and Serena. Right. Uh, And so those were people that very much weren't cast in a positive light. And so we were all led to really like Katie and not like these other girls. And I'm not saying that it was all editing because i still feel that way sure um but yeah it was surprising to hear even like kayla kayla Kayla, chelsea was one of them yeah uh saying negative things about Katie. so it's like oh huh i wonder if there's some more things that happen there that we don't know about yeah it's certainly possible and i mean katie dismissed uh chelsea a little bit by saying like well you were friends with these girls that were the problem Mm. and i do remember that i do remember she was always in the in the circle Mm -hmm. of uh she was never talking but she she was was, never talking she she was present but all of these women, well, not all of, but several women were saying, and Chelsea in particular, that this wasn't a toxic house until you made it one to Katie. Mm-hmm. And it's like, I don't know. I rem- I watched the show, and it seemed awfully toxic to mm-hmm. me. Yeah, I don't know how you look at, like, Victoria stealing a crown from a new contestant. Yeah, from Catalina. And saying that she deserves, she's the queen, so it's her crown now, and say that it's not at least a little of a toxic house. Yeah, and it was funny because in in at least this episode, the people who were most victim of this, namely Ryan and uh, Brittany, were not talking during that time. Mm-hmm. And I would have expected them to say, no, this was toxic. Like, I mean, I, I'm the victim of all the toxicity that happened. And then, you know, uh, someone attacked, I I think it was Mari. Mari attacked uh, Katie for saying like, you know, you, or maybe it was Victoria, attacked Katie for saying, you know, uh, you were not happy with Sarah as well, like the rest of us. And then you talked to her and it was very fake for you to then stand up for her. And I, I don't think I agree with that. I uh, No, I think she explained herself well. She's like, no, like when 
if you're doing something and then you learn new information and it changes then how you act that's called being mature and yeah. like learning yeah it would be ridiculous to just like i used to want to fly when i was a kid so it would make sense for me to keep jumping off of roofs now that i'm older even though i i know all the laws of physics and how that's not going to work out well right right no like we learn from our past and we learn from new things that come into our field of view well and and also like maybe to put it in a little more like uh you know realistic cultural context not just something ridiculous like that no offense to what you said i think that that's yeah accurate it was was just uh, uh a little uh you know exaggeration exaggeration of things but like you know when i was a kid i thought girls were weaker than me Mm. you know because i was a child and the girls that i would play with that i was friends with were physically weaker than me Mm -hmm. and so i had this idea in my head that girls were weaker and then I hit, you know, puberty and adolescence and then grew up and realized, nope, m- many of the women in my life are stronger people than I am. Mm-hmm. Maybe not muscular, but uh, in their resolve and in their ability to stand up for what they believe in and in their character, they're stronger people than I am. And so I had to learn that my childish perspective was wrong. Mm-hmm. And then it wasn't fake for me to then grow into adulthood and not only believe that many women in my life were stronger than me, but advocate for the the strength and position of women. Yeah, it's well, not it's not fake. It's just I grew up. Yeah, and it's what we ask people to do all the time, uh, especially when it comes to things like all the hot-button issues of our culture, things like race and sex and all these things. It's like, okay, you were raised in a certain household that maybe had a very uh, old way of viewing those things. Or just uh, maybe not old, but fundamentalist one way or the other. Yep, and then as you then engage with culture, engage with new new things you realize like, oh, I was only hearing it from one way. Maybe that wasn't fully right and I need to adjust how I think about this or approach this situation. And so, yeah, I think uh, their claim that that was fake is ridiculous. Yeah, I agree. Um, and and I, I hope so much for Bachelor. You know, there's a lot of conversation right now in Bachelor Nation about advocating for change and i think that it's a i think that it's good change is good um i think that you know sometimes we uh we say that that we have this phrase that all change is good i don't know that i agree that all change is good but i think in this respect change is good and uh i hope so much that we can as bachelor nation as geckos as people that we can continue to evolve in the way that we see things from other people's perspective always i hope that i never stop seeing things from other people's perspective and learning new perspectives from other people um because i don't have all the answers and you know, I, I only have my limited view until I'm exposed to someone else's point of view. 
And I think it's so important for us to be open to that and to not shame, you know, someone in this particular situation and not shame Katie for evolving her point of view when she got a new perspective Mm -hmm. to not shame that or call it fake or, you know, it's like, I hope that we can, I hope that we can have room for ourselves to gain some new perspective. Totally. And I think it's hilarious that they doubled down on it. Like right. they, they, they were maintaining the stance that Sarah was completely in the wrong with everything. And while maybe she shouldn't have like even gone on the show because of her situation, whatever it may be like, maybe part of that is true. You still were very mean. Yeah. <laughs> like didn't at one point Victoria say like the trash let itself out. Like, yeah. Come on. Yeah. Like that is ridiculous. Yeah. Uncalled for. It's super uncalled for. And and there's no defense for it. No. And I appreciated, you know, I, I really, I really want to give benefit of the doubt. Um, and I hope that Anna was sincere when she said, you know, uh, uh, there's no excuse for what I said and what I did. Mm-hmm. Um, I hope that she really believes that has internalized that. Um, but I hope that for so many of these other women that we observed on this show, I hope that they're able to come to a place where they can internalize that. Totally. And I'll say too, I mean, we, we kind of talked uh, about this back then and then we were reading through some tweets while we were watching the show. And, uh, one of the tweets like brought up the fact that like, uh, with the whole Anna situation and uh, accusing um, Brittany. Brittany of being an escort, that ABC completely had the opportunity to not air that. Right. And they chose to. So this is just as much on ABC as it is on Anna. Oh, yeah, 100%. Because they, like... Not every, only did every, they... Yeah. Yeah, I was going to say, everyone's saying, like, oh, Anna said something that, you know, uh, ruined Brittany's life kind of a thing. But Anna said that in something that was recorded. Yeah, it wasn't live. It wasn't live. And ABC edited it together and said, yep, let's put that through. Not only edited it together, but put it together in a way where they used it as advertisement to draw in viewers. Like there was for weeks leading up to that episode clips of her saying, oh, she's an escort. Well, and even in the episode, like that's that's early in the episode, and we don't even get to hear Brittany respond to it and deny it until like mid toward the end mm-hmm. of the episode. Like they let it hang for a long time, totally to let people to they gave it oxygen. They gave the rumor oxygen, and uh, and that's I I mean you know for all of the. Uh, for all of the change that is being advocated for in this program, uh, which again, I think is good change. I think that there is a underlying sense of uh, meanness or, uh, (laughs) I don't know, just uh, uh, dehumanizing. Yeah, I feel like ABC needs to hold themselves to the same standard that they're asking other people to to hold themselves to. to. Yeah. And it's not like they were lacking on content. 
Right. There was. It's not like they were like, well, we we signed a contract for 17 episodes, and you know, we only had exactly that much time of shot, so we have to use every bit. Like we saw today, there was like hours and hours of content that wasn't used. There was a whole thing with Tasha and JoJo that we were both like, when was that in the show? Yeah, like, I don't remember that. They brought in other stars and the whole pancake and beer thing. Like that was <laughs> decent content. That would have been enjoyable to watch. They could have put that in the show. <laughs> yeah, there were tons of deleted scenes that they could have left in. And honestly, I feel like, you know, we've talked a little bit about this, that like one of the things that is, has been, you know, difficult, I think at times for me and you is the sickly, the saccharine nature of the show where it's like they try and play too heavily on the, the Disney Prince princess trope a mm-hmm. little bit. And it's like, leave some of the bloopers in. Oh, totally. Like the, it would, it would be so much more enjoyable to see them like swatting away bugs and like, yeah, do, just seeing some of the hilarity that ensues. Like, it would make it more enjoyable and more real. Like if this is quote unquote reality TV, like that stuff should be in the show. Yeah. Let it be real. I think, you know, uh, I told you, uh, during, uh, quarantine and, and especially when bachelor wasn't on the air, I needed to get my, my fix of relationship drama. And so I watched, uh, Britain's love Island. Mm hmm. And that was the thing that I loved so much about it is how just normal, like it's a, it's a a bizarre situation because all these people are crammed into this house together, but they're also like making themselves breakfast every morning. You know, like that's part of the show is them yeah, like it legitimately feels like it's just a bunch of people at, that are sharing like an Airbnb or something. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like it was like, oh, this is this feels very real because of these very real moments that aren't necessarily real because they're deep, but real because they're human. Mm-hmm. And it feels like sometimes I I don't know. I, I the were three up three seasons in now into this show. Uh, and it's like, man, I, I'm dying for something a little bit more human. Yeah. We need a Schneider cut. (laughs) That's not what I meant. (laughs) I mean, we've joked about that. That that would be hilarious to have the, the, the 24 seven live stream of, Uh of the house. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I, I, I would, I'm craving more real moments and less of the saccharine jam it down your throat. Love is the answer thing. Mm -hmm. And, and I don't know, I I could be just overly hopeful. Um, but I feel like we're getting more there. We had it early this season with Matt and his conversation with Chris, Mm. you know, where he was just honest about what he was feeling and going through. And it felt very human and real. Mm -hmm. Um, I think that, you know, we've had, we had a little bit of it in hometowns this, this season. Um, and it looks like we're going to have a little bit of it with Matt and his parents in this yeah, next episode. in the preview for next episode. So is next week the finale? I, yeah, I'm pretty certain. It seems like it, it will be. Yeah. Yeah. I'm pretty sure next week is going to be fantasy suites and proposal. Huh. I wonder if they're going to do a uh, after the final rose for this season. They are. They are doing an after the final rose. I I don't know if that's going to be next week or, or you know if it's all like a potential, together. Like final thing. 
Um, cause in the past I remember, you know, when they had like a live studio audience, mm-hmm. they had an, after the final rose, that was also the finale. And they also introduced the next contestant. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I, I don't like COVID rules are very different still. I feel mm-hmm. like for them. Uh, but I know that they are having an after the final rose and they, they have a new host for after the final rose. Oh yeah. Where did you see that? At? Cause I didn't see that. It was on Twitter. Oh, okay. Uh, he, uh, put it on his, you know, uh, it was trending, but he, he had tweeted like that he was going to be the, the host and ABC tweeted it out or the bachelor's Twitter tweeted out one of the two. Huh. Um, and it was trending. Uh, and you know, I saw it just this morning and I didn't, I didn't know him from anything, but that doesn't, that doesn't mean much. I mean, you and I know nothing about this, about bachelor nation, to be honest. Uh, so he could have been from something, but in his Twitter bio, it didn't seem like it. I still liked your idea of like mixing it up and changing like what hosting is like and having maybe like a previous couple from the show being the host where you have like a a male host and a female host where very much it can then feel almost like the guy is coaching the guys, the girl is coaching the girls trying to help them like make this relationship thing work. And it feels a little bit more like relationship counseling, Mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Which is never a bad thing. I think that we've talked about a lot on this podcast that it's like, yeah, they need to go get counseling. A lot of you people need to go get counseling. So, what if that was to a certain extent there and available a little mm-hmm. bit of a little bit of like community aspect to it, rather than just you know being uh, on an not literal but on an island, you know, alone for the ride to have a little bit of support, a little bit of community, a little bit of consistency, and you know, I also think that you know. Uh, it doesn't need to be the same hosts all the time. Like you could have a different like rotating hosts. Yeah. You could have a different couple from bachelor nation, you know, that, that made it, uh, hosting each year kind of a thing. Mm -hmm. It would be interesting if, um, the contestant, like the main person got to choose who their like quote, their coach slash host was. Oh yeah. That would be really cool. Yeah. Like, you know, I'd really love such and such as person, uh, their advice on this thing. Cause I really appreciated the way that they did X, Y, or Z. Yeah, absolutely. And like bring them in for that episode type of a thing or for that season. Yep. Yeah, no, absolutely. I, I think that that's another aspect of humanity that, that we're missing from this show is it's so easy to make decisions, I think, in a vacuum. Mm-hmm. Like you and I come from, uh, you know, a church background. And so we understand the effect of like the camp high. Mm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And I feel like that's what Bachelor is. Oh, totally. It's like... You have free food, free booze, and a super nice place with free, super awesome dates for two months. And all you have is each other. And now they throw you back down into the real world and say, okay, good luck. Right. (laughs) It's like, okay, well, is it realistic to think that life is going to continue to feel and be like how it was for those two months? So what you're saying is uh, they need to, uh, the, the winner's. 
Like if you get engaged on The Bachelor or Bachelorette, the winners get an engagement ring and six months of paid couples counseling. I, th- I think more than that, what's what would be better is if we just do for them like we do for the President of the United States and just continue to pay them and give them the privileges for the rest of their life. Of couples counseling? <laughs> no, they get to keep just like living in a mansion. Oh, living like, in a vacuum. Like ABC just pays for them to live in a vacuum. Because perfect. Because it's the only way they're going to survive. Stuff. Yeah. <laughs> it's like if you guys ever break up, you lose all of this. Yeah. So they're really kind of feel pressured and forced into it. Oh, good. Okay. Yeah. Oh, uh, now now I like it. Before <laughs> I wasn't so sure. And just see how long they last. <laughs> so it's a little bit like the Hunger Games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the victors just get to live their own secluded. Yeah. Uh, and then eventually we'll like send like a winner from every state into like one like castle <laughs> to do like a final match. <laughs> <laughs> and whoever wins their state gets no, no income tax. For <laughs> so this is now there's a, already states that don't have income. Tax, I was going to so. say this is now government subsidized. <laughs> yes. It's like the lottery. <laughs> I'm into it. I like it. I think it. that's what our California lottery should go towards is paying for the bachelor and bachelorette contestants to live super well off for the rest of their lives. I, I'm about it. I'm it about would be it. just about as useful as what we're currently doing, <laughs> <laughs> which is all just administrative costs for the lottery. For the lottery. <laughs> yeah. Uh, you know, I and I do think that that's one of the biggest problems about all these people that go on this show is that they have n- no opportunities for, you know, social advancement after this. Mm. Yeah. It, I mean, because really, as soon as you're off the show, like no one knows you anymore. Yeah. There are too few of these people that survive as influencers. It's like, what can you do with two and a half million people that watch what you do every day? <laughs> How, how do you expect to make a living? <laughs> I can tell you how. It's free meals at every restaurant you ever go to. <laughs> was there um, was there any like drama or toxicity that was brought up in the women tell all that changed your mind about what happened or how you originally thought about it? No, I don't think so. I, I think it all played out pretty pretty well at how i thought it was going to play out Mm -hmm. and how i thought those conversations were going to go um there was nothing in this that was all that uh revolutionary i guess um i thought it was interesting to have uh you know some of these how some of these women confronted matt matt seeing him again for the first time Mm -hmm. um you know, I thought Serena Pease and his interaction was interesting. It felt like, you know, there really could have been something there. Mm-hmm. They, she seemed to have some regret and sh- he seemed to be like, yeah, it really was difficult because I really did like you. Yeah. Um, I felt like, you know, how it went down between him and Abigail was exactly how I thought it would, mm-hmm. you know, um, I wasn't sure about uh, his interaction with Piper. Mm. You know, I kind of felt like uh, that was a little bit uh, like she was still felt it looked like, you know, trying to read her body language. Like she was still very dissatisfied with. Yeah. It seemed like she was still kind of struggling with maybe some insecurities around the whole thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's what I would guess too. 
And then, you know, not to not to toot her horn too strongly, um, but I appreciated Katie's response to just say, like, you know, Chris was like, hey, is there anything that you want to say? And she was like, well, I just didn't get a proper chance to say goodbye, so thank you, and I wish you well. And, like, it was just, you know, graceful. Mm-hmm. And then I wasn't sure about Victoria's kind of, uh, like, Victoria got emotional But she said something that I was like, I don't remember that. Like, she accused him of saying, I have nothing to say to her. And it's like, I remember the opposite happening. I remember her saying to him, I have nothing to say to you. That's what I remember, too. And so I was like, I don't, what? Did did you and I watch something different? From what I remember, like, he, she didn't get the rose. When it was her time to say goodbye, she just walked close enough to him but not super close. And he was kind of like, okay, like, are you going to give me a hug or say something or what? And then she just said, I have nothing to say to you. And then turned and walked away. Yeah. I was like, okay, but that's all I remember from that. And, and granted, like there could have been something that we met that we missed in the edit, you know, Mm -hmm. something that wasn't there, but it was like, like, I don't, I don't know. I, I, I still feel like, you know, um, not being mean to her at all or mean about her at all, but it just feels like Victoria lives in a very different world than everyone else. Oh, totally. Like she has her own reality bubble. She, her perspective on things is very different than I think 80% of other people's perspectives on things. Yeah. Yeah. And not just perspective on things like philosophical perspective, but like no, like literal perspective on 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 situations. Yeah, um, it is literally different. Literally. <laughs> what do you think, guys? This literally the worst season of of this show that we've watched so far. I could literally no. This is literally not the worst season. I would say Peter's was probably still more frustrating for me. <laughs> um clears was awful whatever however many episodes that was so i I actually might give it to claire as being the worst one out of the four we've watched yeah i i think i would probably go claire peter this one and then taisha is the best and not just on claire like the whole yusuf thing or yosef like that was on yosef that wasn't on claire that was on yosef yeah her just a whole amount of episodes just i don't know (laughs) <laughs> so not the worst so far no what uh what do you think uh seeing some of the the previews that we got what do you expect or hope to see happen in this next episode i don't know because we still haven't seen the um like difficult um chris talk to matt scene where he's like crying on the curb right but now that we've seen this clip of his dad i'm thinking it's associated with that not with one of the girls that's what i'm thinking too um like someone's like hey your dad's here and that's what throws him for a loop type of a thing and then that's like maybe either before or after the conversation he has with his dad yeah um so i mean i want to expect him to have a difficult conversation with his dad (laughs) um and it looks like maybe a difficult conversation with his mom. Yeah, potentially. Because she says, like, people fall in and love out of the t- in and out of love all the time. Love isn't everything. Mm-hmm. And it looks like there's going to be some drama just around fantasy suites, uh, which is understandable. 
Yeah. Like I would struggle to want to marry someone who I know was just trying to be intimate with two other girls a week ago. Right. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know. I know we know the rumors of who he ends up with. <laughs> Wait, did you say you would find it difficult to be with someone who was with two other girls a week ago? Well, I was, I was saying it from their oh, perspective. Oh, from their perspective. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, all right. Well, yeah, you know, teach <laughs> their own. Yeah, I was saying it from their perspective. Um, so, yeah, I, I think it's going to be a relatively boring finale, personally. Yeah. I, I think it's going to be exactly what we think. <laughs> it's the opposite of what Chris says at the end of every season. Like this is not going to go the way you think. I think this is going to go exactly the way I think. <laughs> I do too. I have I have a pretty solid prediction. Uh, count of three. What we think is going to be. Hold on. Think of her name real quick. Okay. One, two, three. Rachel. Rachel. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I think it's going to be Rachel that uh, that he he ends up proposing to. Totally. You can see it. You don't see it a whole lot in this episode because we never saw them really interact. But last episode, out of the f- final four, she was the only one he said, I love you to. Yeah. It's right there. Like, <laughs> I don't I don't see that changing over the course of fantasy. So it's like she's the number one in his mind and it's going to continue to be that way. So let's talk about uh, something that, that you brought up. Uh, I didn't notice it. But uh, Heather was in the, the Women Tell All. Yeah, I saw her twice. She was on um, in the very corner of one of the sides with all the girls. It and looked like maybe Katie's right. Uh, maybe like over the back right shoulder of Katie. Yeah, I don't remember which side it was on, but you see her twice in the episode. And you can tell because of her hair. Like you can just tell it's her by her hair. And uh, she's just sitting there and we never hear from her the whole episode. So I don't know what happened. <laughs> yeah. If, if she was there, there was conversation. They just edited it out. Well, at one it. point they, she must've, because at one point Chris even said something of like, uh, before, um, was it Brittany? Yeah. Before Brittany spoke, he was like, and you know, we haven't heard. She's the only girl we haven't heard from yet. He was talking about Brittany. Yeah. Yeah. But I'm saying, so that means Heather must have spoken. Oh, right. Right. Yeah. Uh, so she obviously did. They addressed her, probably her situation and just didn't make the cut. Right. Yeah. So there was that. And then also uh, the person who uh, got a surprising amount of screen time that I wasn't expecting was Mari. Yeah. I don't even remember when she left. I think it was that early. You know, I think she was like third, fourth week she was eliminated and it's like, yeah, I don't know. She was, she was, you know, talking a a fair amount compared to a lot of, or on in the edit Mm -hmm. compared to a lot of the other girls. And it was like, I barely remember you at all. Like I barely remember what you were about your story. Like, like why, why am I hearing from her? I would guess it's probably because she now after having been eliminated and now watching up to this point in the season, realize how little screen time she had and this was her time to get screen time yeah it was a a a last ditch effort for for airtime yeah i i I, that could very well be um but yeah it was i was uh, at several times she would like interject in something and it's like i i kind of want to hear from some of these other girls that were more directly involved with the situation or 
were around longer enough for me to get to know them more. Totally. She wasn't a part of the Fellowship of the Ring. She was one of the side characters. <laughs> like, honestly, for me, I wanted to hear more from Kayla. And, like, mm. I feel like we saw her a couple of times, and I think I saw her, I think I heard her say something once. But it was like, I would have loved to hear more from Kayla than I heard yeah. from Mari. Totally. But, you know, and, and also uh, uh, Chelsea. Like, I, like. Yeah, we didn't get a ton of interaction from Chelsea. But Chel- most of what Chelsea talked about was, uh, calling other people out for things. We didn't even really address like her being sent home or how that like made her feel or anything. So right. Yeah. That would have been an interesting thing to address. Oh yeah. I would have loved to have heard her, how she processed through all this. Cause mm-hmm. I really like Chelsea a lot and I thought, you know, and it seemed like she thought she and Matt had a really great connection and a really great opportunity for depth. And I, I would have really loved to hear how she processed everything. Yeah. But we didn't get any of that. Yeah, I was, I completely understand. I probably wouldn't have went if I was her either, but I was bummed Sarah wasn't there. I would have loved to have gotten some follow-up from yeah, that situation. Absolutely. Um, or to just a check-in, like how is her dad doing? Yeah. Or like, you know. Uh, Even a video call, like a pre-recorded video in, like, totally. hey, sorry, can't be there, but here's what's been going on with me. Yep. So there was that. The other thing I just, and we already talked about this a little bit, is I wish they would have called out more of, the mean girls yeah for their meanness yeah because it felt like we started to and then it was a dog pile on katie yeah i feel like it was uh the mean girls ganged up and said hey let's all look at katie <laughs> and uh we never really addressed any of the things or name calling or bullying that they did yeah so which is is too bad i mean we got a little bit of that uh, right off the bat with uh, Jacinia and MJ. Um, and I still think that she, Jacinia had the better of that. Oh, totally. Interaction. Yeah. I, Jacinia was definitely more right than uh, MJ. MJ. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, and then of course we had a lot more reconciliation uh, or, or opportunity for reconciliation and, and just, you know, resolve with Anna. Um, but yeah, I mean, he, there, there was just, there was so much vitriol and infighting in this season that we just didn't get to address enough of. Uh, yeah, I completely agree. I, I wish we would have saw more of that. Do you want to jump into uh, relationship advice? Absolutely. Just going to pull it up here real quick way to be prepared all right so uh this is from key intent 956 so we're gonna call him her him we're gonna call him key <clears throat> and i'm gonna, in my head imagine that this is key and michael key oh perfect <laughs> <laughs> my 29 male girlfriend 25 female is a wonderful partner but living with her is driving me insane. A few months ago, I bought a house. My girlfriend helped uh, me look, helped me move, and slowly has started living full-time with me. She's caring, loving. I laugh a lot with her. She's incredibly thoughtful, and it's starting to drive me nuts. <laughs> That's funny. Like, it's, yeah. it seems like all the good <laughs> stuff is what's driving him nuts. Uh, her job is a work-from-home job, pandemic or not, 
Uh, I've been working from home as well, so we are constantly around, uh, around each other. She is constantly checking in on me, wanting to boop me or be cute. I close the door to my office to have some separation from work and home so I can focus. She works sales and has met her quota uh, months in advance, and I work in consulting, and there's always some deadline to work on. She lives uh, what I would call a more sheltered life than I do and doesn't seem to think before she acts. Uh, case in point, she watches me deep fry some beignets for breakfast. Her first instinct while I'm plating is to push the pan with oil away towards the back of the stove, causing still hot oil to spill on the still hot burner, causing a fire. She didn't know how to mow a lawn or use a weed whacker. I don't know why that's relevant. I mean, I mean, I'm not, uh, I'm, I'm not mansplaining. I'm not, uh, condescending, but I don't feel like many, uh, young girls are taught how to mow the lawn or, or to weed whack. Weed whack. Yeah. I don't, I, yeah, I wouldn't front her for that. Uh, her dog is here too. I love dogs, but I don't have them because I know I can't make enough time for them. Now her dog is a very anxious pup that gets up at night and wakes me up constantly, especially when there's a storm. I don't feel like I have a quiet moment anymore. I feel like I'm either being interrupted all the time by her being cute or having to show her how to do something or care for her dog. She's always taking breaks to lay on the bed during the day and wants me to join her. And it uh, gets to the point where I refuse because I know it'll turn into a 30 minute nap that I can't afford to take. Financially, it's been a strain as well. She is constantly cold. So the heater is constantly on, which means my gas bill is through the roof. I pay the mortgage, the utilities, and I drive her everywhere we go. Uh, what we've talked about, uh, we've talked about what will happen when her lease at her apartment ends soon. So apparently she has an apartment. She's just still living here. Um, she wants to move in. And when I've brought up this being around each other 24-7 bit, she's tried to reassure me that we both would be doing our own things and we would be spending less time with each other. But in the three months we have lived together, that has not changed. She also wants to end up having her name on the deed at my at some point, uh, which, given that she didn't contribute to the down payment or the regular payments, I'm reluctant to entertain. I love her. I miss the peace and quiet of being on my own. We discussed that, too, and she thought I was trying to be hyper-independent and went on about how that wasn't healthy. I don't know what to do at this point. Ooh, man. Well, uh... You know, I, I I think that uh, this is definitely a tricky situation. I feel like, though, this is not uncommon. You know, I'm single, uh, but uh, I have a lot of friends who are married, have been married for varying amounts of time. Uh, and, you know, I have heard plenty of times how difficult it can be to adjust to living with a person. Um, and you know, to be honest, like I've had roommates and I've had to adjust to living with other people many times, mm -hmm. you know, I've had, a, I've had a number of roommates over the years and it's like, you know, every time it's like, I have to adjust to someone else's rhythms. I have to adjust to someone else's, um, uh, habits and, and, you know, uh, bright moments and, crappy uh, <laughs> routines and rituals mm -hmm. um it's never easy to adjust to someone else uh but i think that in any kind of a relationship 
you learn to sacrifice and you learn to value what the other person values. And uh, if both parties are willing to do that, it's going to be successful and it's going to be healthy. Mm -hmm. If one party or both parties aren't willing to do that, it's going to be a nightmare. Mm -hmm. Uh, And so I would say, as we say, almost every single relationship advice, uh, bring someone else into the conversation, you know? Yeah. And I would probably start with bringing her into the conversation. Um, if you, if you haven't had some, of uh, uh, those talks, uh, cause I think you just need to be real with her too, about like what exactly you're experiencing and even talk about setting some boundaries too. Like, Hey, like, you know, during work, like I need to be able to do work and, x y and z year uh but totally i think at some point you also need to be willing to sacrifice and uh love the good parts of this person uh who is very much trying to show their affection for you um and so yeah uh, seek counseling learn to love the person that you're supposedly in love with um and then uh, yeah set I think setting boundaries is always a, a good thing. I think having real conversations around around these issues are good. And then coming out of it, if you guys are on the same page with it, like you're going to be all the more stronger for it. Yeah. And I think that boundaries can sometimes, and it sounds like he's had some of these conversations with her and she's, you know, leaned into him that uh, he's, you know, wants to be too independent and that's unhealthy. Um, and I think that that in, in theory can be true. Sure. Yeah. If it's in an extreme sense. Yeah. I think that people who, uh, are isolative, it can be very unhealthy for them. Mm -hmm. Uh, but even in, you know, even in marriage, there has to be some, uh, autonomy, some independence, some, you know, it's, it's okay, natural and healthy to want need uh you know your own time with yourself uh to need your own uh you know to to have even to have friends that aren't you know mutual friends to have your own friends that's okay there's nothing wrong with that it's not unhealthily independent or extremely independent um but if your tendency is to isolate if you're feeling like you want and need isolation, isolation is rarely good for humans. Yeah. And it doesn't seem like from, no, I don't think so. Yeah. Like that's this situation. Cause I mean, after all you have been living there for three months apparently, and you have your own place. So he doesn't seem to be quote unquote, like highly or overly independent. Yeah. Are you talking to Key or the girlfriend hey. now? Uh, the girlfriend. I guess. Uh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I'm. I'm assuming he was using that as a quote from her. Oh, sure. So, okay. Yeah, Got that, it. That's what I was kind of addressing. I will say too, like some of the things he said, it 
and I, this is maybe just more humorous for me. Like he brought up the fact that she may have started an oil fire in their kitchen. <laughs> yeah. And also, I'm like, is that a reoccurring thing? <laughs> like he brought it up. Like it's a regular thing. Like I understand a one-time mistake. Maybe she's never been a cook. Maybe she doesn't know some of these things. Also, if that isn't just the most like, uh, stereotypical white thing i've ever heard that he was making beignets for breakfast Yeah, for breakfast <laughs> yeah i have never i i mean don't get me wrong there are all kinds of people in the world i'm not a morning person i've never woken up in the morning and thought i'm going to make a full-on meal from scratch for breakfast <laughs> like beignets like those aren't it's not like uh let me just whip up some pancakes even like yeah if I'm going to eat breakfast in the morning that isn't going to someone like going to a restaurant for breakfast, I'm making something like eggs or if I'm feeling really zesty, I'll make a breakfast burrito, mm-hmm. you know, but typically it's going to be something like, you know, uh, cereal or oatmeal. Like I, like I, I've never woken up in the morning and thought I'm going to spend the next two hours making beignets. Yeah, I've never invested that much time. I I do like to make eggs and like breakfast burritos and stuff on it, but they're very simple. It's like eggs, cheese, maybe if there's some other kind of like meat or leftover meat from a previous dinner of some kind. And I'll use that. And it's a one pan breakfast burrito. Yes. Like it's not it's, a- it's, it's one pan and you you roll it up and it's good to go. <laughs> You're not making your tortillas from fresh. No, it's their pre from scratch. They're pre-bought. You're not uh They're pre-made. You're you're not uh, you know, slow cooking meat to go into here. Nope. <laughs> making hash browns. But I I might. So like tonight we made uh elk. Yeah, we we slow cooked elk all day in a crock pot. So like I could throw some of that with eggs and make an egg burrito out of that. Yeah, why not? Why not? <laughs> but yeah, I, that 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 cracked me up. Uh, an oil fire from making beignets for breakfast. Yeah. That, that break up with her, actually. <laughs> <laughs> no, break up with him. <laughs> yeah, for being a morning person. <laughs> <laughs> oh man, but yeah, I I don't know. I I on the whole, I feel like uh, key. You need to get over this, man. Uh, and if you can't, then you need to be real with yourself and her about that and just say like, I can't get there. Uh, yeah. And maybe it's, it might be her. Maybe there is someone out there that is more like you and wants to be more independent. That would be a better match for you. Or maybe it's something where it's like, you can come to the realization that maybe marriage isn't for you. Maybe that's not what you're, you're going to enjoy doing. Yeah. And that's okay. There's nothing wrong with that. Okay. Uh, but yeah. And you know, the, the third side of that is, is that maybe you need to learn to be a little bit more, a little bit more dependent on other people that you need to be a little bit more relationally present. Um, and that, you know, she's calling you calling out of you some things that you need to grow in, not to say that your way is wrong, but there way, there are opportunities for you to grow. Totally. And I think too, like, Keep in mind that she's doing these things because she cares about you, not because she's trying to annoy you. Starting oil fires? Yes. She's starting these oil fires because she's showing you how hot her flames burn for you. Oh. oh. Yeah. She's trying to make him feel 
like he's uh, a, a hero so that he can yes, put out the put fire. Out the yeah. he, but he does it wrong and he sprays it with water. Uh, and then it burns and down house his burns house. Down. <laughs> yeah. And for some reason, she was the only one with insurance on the house. <laughs> Even though it wasn't her house. And she just took out a new life insurance on him. Yeah. Life insurance policy. Even though they're not married. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, somehow his signature got on it. It's crazy. <laughs> These things happen. This should be a movie. I've watched Netflix. These things happen. <laughs> oh, man. But... Uh, yeah, it involve, if, if you have had these conversations, it sounds like you've had some of them, but maybe not all of them have them with her. And if you have had them with her, it's time to bring other people that you both trust into your life. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we, we all have people in our lives that, that we love and trust that can help us navigate this. It could be, you know, a parent, it could be, uh, you know, a, a close friend that has been down this road. Don't talk to your, uh, don't talk to your unmarried buddies about your, you know, relationship, uh, your independence. Yeah. About your independence. Uh, you know, work, work through this, uh, or choose like recognize that this is not for you and let yourself and her off the hook sooner than later. Yeah, I think I agree. Uh, Thank you guys so much for tuning in this week to Batchpad Podcast. Uh, We are excited for next week uh, for the finale. We are going to have a special guest back on with us, and we will be concluding this season to see how Matt James finishes it out. Have a great one, guys.